0: What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and
1: uh, Baker. Apparently, allegedly. allegedly, depends on who you ask. The Baker. What's what's for like? How you feeling, bro? Not great. Um, and uh, I. All right, that's kind of weird. You moving the mic? I don't like that. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm in the spirit of transparency to RSL Nation, which mm-hmm. I think. We owe them. And, 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 or any other nation. But specifically, our Nation. Uh, they are hearing this on Tuesday night or Tuesday morning or sometime on Tuesday, realistically. Maybe even as early as early Monday night. Probably Tuesday. We'll agree to disagree on that. Uh, we are not recording this on Tuesday. Travel and life being what it is mm-hmm. sometimes gets in the way of. The uh, passion that is recording a podcast around your favorite soccer team—not the passion. It's a matter of finding time. Yeah, but button seat time, as they say, life, 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 as the French would put it. Um, so I don't we are—that's how they would put it. I'm pretty sure the French would put it as life. Life. Uh, go ahead and write that one down on our solution. Life. Just life. Um, <laughs> It's no, we're we are still re- we're essentially this is something that I think we should explore doing at some point. Yeah, this is a post match quickie that isn't going to be quick. Excellent. So, so RSL Nation, if you haven't heard the post match quickie from the uh, FC Dallas game, it is up, it's been up for the last from few days from way back on Saturday, right? Um, we we are literally recording this after the quickie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so so it is still very raw. We haven't like you know had processing time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this allows us to I think expand more on the thoughts that we had on the post match quickie, which is how I see the difference between That's the, the whole two idea. Right, but I just wanted to let RSL Nation know so they didn't feel yeah. like we were pulling the wool over their eyes. Oh, we never do. Well, I try not to. Yeah. That's for sure. I've got my priorities straight. I mean, we have always been very open and straightforward with the folk. I mean, at the same time, it's two dudes at a mic and a laptop, chilling, having a couple brewskis. What are you drinking? Johnny's American IPA from Moab Brewery, mm. just, just in our local Moab, Utah, which, between you and me, well, not really between you, between you me and anyone who cares to listen. All four people. A beautiful, beautiful town in the American Southwest. Doesn't I get, agree. Doesn't get enough credit. I like
0: Moab a lot.
1: Moab's fantastic.
0: Everyone knows Moab for the day activities, going to the parks. Mm-hmm. I think Moab doesn't get enough credit for the beautiful evenings and, and nights and the little dive bars. It seems like every bar in Moab is a dive bar.
1: Moab occupies a very special place in my heart. And... Uh, and the brewery kind of falls in line with that. So, yeah, yeah it's... What are you chugging there?
0: I'm having the, uh, well, also Moab, because it's the same sample pack. Because we're classy like that. we Arsenal classy. Leash. Just a couple classy gals. So I'm having the uh, Moab Especial Golden Wheat Ale. I think it's one of the best looking
1: cans I've ever oh, had Oh, yeah, life. The, the can art is, is, uh, is, is pretty top-notch, pretty premium. Pretty premium. You yes. know what wasn't premium? Mm. RSL's nation, or RSL's, RSL nation always brings their premium performance. RSL's performance against the, uh, the FC Dallaser. Yeah. That wasn't great. And that was not what we in the business like to call... Even decent. A, ...a good match of footy.
0: I would go as far as to say that was a horrible match of footy. Mm-hmm. What was the final score? 4-2. Four, two. 2. 4 yeah. 2 We, uh, I do not remember going down a goal that quickly before.
1: I remember going up a goal. Talking to Javi Mo versus Houston Dynamo situation. Exactly I don't think it. that was that fast. Javi Mo was 12 seconds. Was it? Okay. Well, at least we didn't break any records today.
0: Yeah. I yeah, mean, Javi Mo was 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was an away game. We watched it at uh, Dick and Dixie's in downtown. No, 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 I remember no, like no, it was no, yesterday.
1: No. no, you do not. I remember like it was yesterday. The Javi Mo was at uh, Dick and Dixie's. No, it was a Republican. It was Dick and Dixie's. You're right. Dang yeah. it. He's right. Yeah, I'm sorry, RSL Nation. He's right. Jeez. I, I, I literally remember like it was yesterday. Yep. Because I think
0: we had just walked in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was already
1: 1-0 us. Such a such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, imagine being a fan. Utah time being what it is, apparently we can't show up to a game on time. Yeah. Well, also our simulation Let's let's get into that a little. Yeah. Okay. We have an amazing show, right? You've got tifos, you've got smoke, you've got performances, you've got the national anthem. We, you know, we've got like there's a ceremony to starting the game. There's, yes. You go get your beverage of choice. You get food if you're into that sort of thing. There's the national anthem for crying out loud. If you can't show up on time for America, what can you show up? Like, let's cut this whole uh, Utah sports fans show up 20 minutes late thing out. Because yeah. it's not a good look. It it It's like I look – so we had the unfortunate um, – misfortune I guess you should say, of making it to the stadium early. Yeah. Getting in our seats on time and watching the whole catastrophe. And it's like – the stadium shouldn't be empty for this. Like, we just got robbed and, you know, we got gut punched. No one's here to, like, cheer the team back on. The, you make a good point. We should, the ability to show up on time to an entertaining event. Yeah. Isn't, is it like, that's not a big ask. It's not.
0: I, I think people should start treating sport events, especially RSL mm-hmm. events, the way they treat an airplane ride
1: it's gonna leave if you're not here
0: no it's it's you have to account for the lines you have to account for like if you're driving it's gonna take a while to park right and then once you park it's gonna take a while to get to the stadium we want adults once, to start adulting. yeah and once you get to the stadium Depend, you know, if you're 15 minutes before the game starts, Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to wait in line for a while. You you you're not you're not gonna waltz in, right? So I haven't waltzed into Rio Tinto in years. It's been a long (laughs) time since anyone's waltzed into Rio Tinto. It's like the lines keep getting longer and longer. But just yeah, it shouldn't be too much. You're missing if you if you're not at Rio Tinto Stadium Mm -hmm. in your seats before the kickoff you're missing a show absolutely you're missing the you don't. you don't have to get there for the warm ups I don't like to get there for the warm ups
1: it's not very exciting there are moments where it's kind of cool though
0: yeah but you know you get to hang out talk to your fellow fans around you yada 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 right but at the end of the day man just show up in time if you, you should be there by no later than, like, the team walking out. I think that's fair. That's when the show starts. Yeah. There's a the show before the game starts. Now, we have over the years, and many other fans have asked for over the years, some kind of incentives for sh- fans to show up. I think I told you earlier today I figured out what makes me feel dirty about those kinds of things. It, it, it moves the goalposts it, it it stops treating us as supporters of the team mm. and starts treating us as consumers of a product right
1: that but being said
0: i consume i i'm i'm sick of being treated as a consumer because that's what i do everywhere else with everything else sure the the stores i go to depend on whether they treat me as a consumer or not and how well they treat me. I would like this to be one of those exceptions where I don't want to be a consumer. Don't sell to me as a consumer. And I think I think the team is making a humongous mistake by alienating supporter groups. They're trying to they're, they're trying to control and centralize the support for the club. Yeah, it, I don't think they're alienating supporters, though. I feel alienated.
1: I would go so far as to say this is the first time in a very long time. We're also getting way off subject here. No, I had no intention okay. of doing this. This is the extended uh, version. I had no... I. This is the first year, I feel like, in a very long time that I feel like the team is actually helping enable supporters groups. Uh, supporters you know, groups?
0: Yeah, fans. Like
1: so, official, and, like licensed yeah, through, sure. the, through team. the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely some of that going on but also that doesn't belittle the fact that it is still supporter driven. Like, I, I, I get what you're getting at and we talked about this a little bit while we were in our seats earlier tonight. Yeah. Um, so to go back, yeah, we are recording this after the game. Um, it, it, it's, you know, the team does at the end of the day sell a service. It's entertainment. That's right. the product on the field. Um, that being said, it, you know, like, you, they are doing, I think, as good of a job as you can expect to enable the supporter while still keeping an environment that the casual fan enjoys. I don't feel alienated at all by the club. The lack of performance might be a little alienating, but I would say that that's a different matter entirely. Right. No, yeah, there's that. Anyways, so. That's... But the reason we're talking about showing up on time. Is because if you were even so much as a minute late, you missed the opening goal. A minute would have put you well past the opening goal. It will put you square uh, FC Dallas celebration time. Yeah. Not even square. Them kind of winding down
0: Yeah, from celebrating. I think we were getting ready to re-kick off at one minute. How bad was that? It horrible. How bad of a start is that? I mean, it's literally. I, I think it would have been better mm. if we just start the game down one zero. Because so that, at, then you have the mindset, right? At least we didn't concede. Yeah, for sure. That was horrible. That was I've... horrendous. That that just that put all sorts of dents and doubts and all these things. I think pre-game on our way to the stadium, and mm. we have to start sharing some thoughts on our way to the stadium. On the way to the stadium, we're talking about this is a must-get-three-points game. Right. It's way too early in the season to start talking about must-wins of any sort. But after the performances over the last couple of weeks, I think we agreed that it's okay to drop a lot of points on the road if you're winning your home games. Sure. Sure, that's kind of the big caveat there. So that that is the absolute total caveat. So we said, you know, if we win our home games, we're okay losing and tying on the road.
1: Right. Because yeah.
0: mathematically, that gets you
1: in. Sure, right. Yeah, we did the whole uh, multiplying home games by three. Yeah, 17
0: games at home yeah, times yeah, three sure. is, what, 30 plus 21. I mean, just that alone gets you into the playoffs. Right. Especially this year with an extra team in the playoffs. Um, but... That,
1: that didn't last.
0: That did not last. So now, I the way I see it now is, until today, we were on par to where we should be for the season, right? We won our home game. Mm -hmm. We lost horribly one away game. We lost a second
1: away game, and we tied an away game. Right. In theory, we had stolen one on the road, if you want to be that optimistic about it. Absolutely.
0: But now we're in the hole. Sure. Just just that quickly, we're in the hole against the Western Conference uh, foe. Yep. Yeah, and, that was a Western Conference team, and now we have to make it up. But anyway, so that game, just the start of that game, was horrendous. It was Definitely. horrible. It seemed like the team came out. There was no concentration, and then the worst part was what I think happened on that first goal, which is we let them
1: just waltz down the middle of the field. They could have. It had FC Dallas chosen to, mm-hmm. they could have dribbled that ball into the goal. Probably like literally it was yeah. that bad and then it continued throughout the game for sure it it was a it was a a litmus test if you will of how the rest of the match was going to go yeah which is unfortunate you would think that that's, that such a giant mental lapse would be like that that's the cold ice bath that shocks you back into reality of like okay be. we're not going to just go in, go out yeah. here and get three points we got to go out and earn them and it just kept happening it, oh uh, over so, and over i'm looking over. at her starting defensive. like just let's go ahead and say this quote unquote six defensive players everyone should be a defender but you know the yeah. six guys whose primary job is to be you know lennon just to start the game off like he had that horrible pass that essentially led to the counter right that caused that first one minute goal um Holt I think came off in like the 10th minute or yeah. something because you know he got hurt and you know honestly wishing a speedy recovery to you homie but it, it, pre it's not like he was crushing the the, the defensive role well, think, no one was right Herrera was not playing well I'm Squarely onto the uh, opinion that Herrera should not be starting matches uh, at left back, at least. Right. Uh, when we have Toya, who is more capable. I, I feel like Nedum was the only semi-decent d- defender tonight. Yeah. Like, like I'm I'm looking at see. Just, like, I do bad performances, and it's not that he was like phenomenal, but he wasn't terrible. Right. So Which, that's the bar, apparently.
0: I thought Silva did okay after he came on. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it's the defense's,
1: defense's fault. Right. And we've, we mentioned this a little bit in just our conversations, but also yeah. the uh, post-match quickie. You're kind of saying that the defensive midfield was not, yeah. wasn't up to snuff.
0: I think Everton and Kyle mm-hmm. dropped the ball tonight. There was plenty of dropping the ball offensively. There was plenty of we didn't get as usual or as has become expected standard Nick Romando heroic show tonight because there are games where Nick Romando keeps a couple of those balls out. Yeah, for sure. I you know a few years ago, but yeah, or oh, maybe even no, last year, even like no last game last week he kept a couple of those balls out. I mean at home remember against Vancouver he kept a couple of those balls out. Right. So that didn't happen. Um, I think I I will continue beating the Herrera drum. Herrera, I think, is a skilled enough player. He should keep starting. I'm not sure if left is the right place or not. I thought Lennon didn't have a good game tonight. He had some sloppy play. Oh yeah. I didn't. I mean, the central defense was okay. Where I think the ball was dropped most was the our defensive midfield. In this case, Kyle and Everton, which is a weird thing to say because I think Everton was our, on average best player to date this mm. year.
1: I don't think that's necessarily changed yet.
0: Well, yeah, because no one's really going to eclipse him based on today's performances. <laughs> <laughs> right? fair, fair. So, yeah, that, that, that hasn't changed. But I thought the defensive midfield did not was not able to take away the pressure. From the the Dallas side, and then so all that happens, Mm -hmm. and the Mir gets the silliest
1: red card. Was it though? Was it really all that silly? I keep looking at the replay, and I'm I'm going maybe not like maybe silly on him doing what he did. That's that's what I mean. All right, well, that's... Him doing what he did. Let's go ahead and be clear about that. Well, yeah. So, I think...
0: <laughs> okay, so I think if he just stays down... Mm-hmm. After the play that the Dallas player made on him... Right, I think it was Barrios, but
1: yeah. I'm not sure. That's a
0: yellow. Yeah. On, on him.
1: Yep. That's just, it. And that's it? We get the ball, one of their guys is sitting on a yellow in the... What is that? One of the best guys sitting on the yellow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we move on. No, I get it.
1: Didn't pan out,
0: though. Dude steps on your nutsack, if I may. You're going to be a (laughs) little upset. The technical term? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know? Mm. And
1: and I think he's usually one of the most cool, calm, and collected dudes out there. Yeah. I I think in the post-match quickie, you mentioned something about him being one of the most, like, Focused yeah. guys on the roster. And the more I think about that, the more I agree. Like it's clearly he's got that maturity, you know, he's got that Bundesliga experience. He's the yep. you know not just Bundesliga, but second
0: Bundesliga, which is I, I think it's dirtier and filthier. Right. Like he's been around the block
1: once yeah. or twice. Yeah. Um again, but a dude steps on your Steps on, on your, your family junk. jewels, yeah. It's you're gonna you're gonna you know Everyone's calm, cool, and collected until someone's foot is on your, you you know, your situation. (laughs) Um, Having said that, it's kind of impressive he got up that quickly. So, here's, I think, from where the mirror was pointing during the game as he had his shorts up. Yeah. Way too damn high, if we're going to be honest. As he usually does. Um, It it appeared that he had stepped on his thigh. Yeah. And, (sighs) alright, so you've said a lot in the last... Ten minutes that I want to unwind. I don't think the mirror and uh, or uh, sorry, I don't think uh, Everton, Louise and Kyle Beckerman had a great game. I really don't. I think they had an okay game. I think where RSL lost that match was in our fullbacks, our our right and left wingbacks, Lennon and Herrera. Um, I think as early as like minute eight or nine tonight, I leaned over to you and I said, man we need to sign some experienced fullbacks this, this transfer window. Um, and usually I'm I'm all for the philosophy of like, let's reinforce the spine. You know, that's that's where you get your high impact players. But in the modern game, and especially in the modern game, the way Petki wants us to play it, we got to have dudes that are just better there. I have nothing against Lennon. I have a few things against Herrera at this point, if we're going to be totally honest. They're nothing personal, strictly professional. Um, I think we're setting up our defensive line to fail by having, like, there was a time when having Lennon in that right-back position was kind of a weird weird thought, you know? It, it was like, no, 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 this guy's a forward or he plays on the wings. He's, he's an attacking player. Right, trying that was to, just last year. Trying yeah. to transform him into a defender is kind of asinine. And then he went and shut everyone up for, you know, for relatively long stretches of time at a time, Mm -hmm. but it never like, you know, it never stuck in my opinion. And then on the other side, you have Herrera who, you know, kind of got that starting role from, uh, uh, Danny, uh, Mm -hmm. Danny Acosta. And, And to be clear, strictly on skill and talent, I think Danny deserves that or deserved that starting position. That being said, Danny had some what has since come out as very obvious personnel and personality issues. Right. Um, and I get why a guy like that, at such a young age, hasn't earned the right to kind of be talking back and being a problem player. And I get why we had to throw Herrera in there. But we have Toya now, who, from what I saw during the LAFC game, is more than capable at left back. Um, the fact that Herrera but Toya
0: only played at LAFC
1: because he had to play Herrera on the right. Because we had to play Atlanta in the attack. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But I'm going like, Toya had a pretty outstanding game against one of the most dangerous attacks in MLS, uh, right. definitely in the West. Like, what, what has changed since then? No, um, well, I think, look, I think Toya had a good game.
0: And I mentioned this to you earlier today. I think most of the things we talk about, I've mentioned to you at some point. We talk Weisburs. about soccer way too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking. All right, if you're gonna make Brooks Lennon mm-hmm. a defensive w- a player, yes, and we're okay with Herrera playing on the left side, but should a rephrase, we... rephrase, even- rephrase. Mike Petke is okay with a right footer. Mm-hmm playing on the left side, I do agree with you on one thing. I think Herrera makes a better right back than a left back. Okay. Why not play Lennon on the left? If you want to play Lennon and Herrera... Right. They're both out of position. Just just like double down on it? (laughs) No, look, they're both out of position. If you play Lennon on the right and, I mean, Herrera on the left... Mm -hmm. But if you switch it up and play Herrera on the right and Brooks on the left, now you only have one player out of position. Right. Because Brooks is out of position, whether he plays left or
1: right. Sure, sure. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's like comfort of of the, you know, becomes an issue. I don't know how comfortable Brooks is with his left. I'm I'm a
0: big fan of lefties playing right, righties playing left on the offensive side. Bayern Munich. Yeah, okay, we're not Bayern. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) But Bayern Munich perfected this when they played a lefty Iron Robin on Uh, the right side right, and a righty
1: Ribery on the left side. Sure, it's just a slightly different level of quality there. It's the
0: same concept, though. Right. Okay, they also
1: played against a slightly higher level of competition. That's fair. Yeah. All I'm saying is with Ribarinas prime, you could probably gouge out one of his eyes and he would still be a better both right or left back or striker than Lennon but the or The concept Herrera. is identical.
0: The concept is that a, a lefty on the right side yes. gives you more offensive mm-hmm. uh, powers, if you will. And vice versa it goes the same way. Because if you're, if you look, if you're righty playing on the right, right, the best thing you can do with your right is cross the ball. But if you're righty playing left, when you cross it inside, now you have a shot. So there's that. Sure, Anyways, sure. There just is, food for thought. There's why that not play crazy Brooks, kernel of an idea. Why not play Brooks lining on the left? Because he's already out of position. So right. put him into another out of position. And play Herrera on the right. Having said that, I don't think Brooks or Herrera are at fault
1: tonight. I, thought, I, I think that they are partially at fault. Well, everyone's partially at fault. Sure. Yes, but yeah, it is a team sport collectively at the end of the night. I think
0: the reason we lost is not does not lie with Herrera or Brooksland tonight. I think the reason we lost mm. lacks, uh, or lies with two things. First of all, a lack of concentration. And focus. I'll, uh, I will 100% agree with so that. So, including not just the immediate, quick goal in the beginning, just all 90 minutes, but all 90 minutes, absolutely, yes. that, absolutely, which carries over into the red card and mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. Yep. Just poor secondly, decision making. Secondly, I think it absolutely relies with our defensive midfield or defensive midfield's.
1: Yeah, the pairing
0: inability. At least in this game, maybe we just got out coached it relies it lies it lies with their inability to shut down the attack before it gets to the final line of defense see I would I would it it seemed like they were they they were able to as you said earlier like just walk through it oh yeah it's like we did not have a defensive midfield tonight
1: sure but I I also don't think so like you know and and this is I think where you and I are going to disagree you know, in regards to this match specifically. So, your first point about the the lack of focus and just the lack of concentration, and just like, well, you know, if we're gonna to be totally honest, an immaturity on the team's part, you know, from goalkeeper to striker, yep. Just just like a lack of 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 professionalism, if you will. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with all of that. I think FC Dallas. And this, this is where I think the coach wasn't playing through the middle all that much. I, I really don't think they were. I think Barrios, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, had himself a field day with Herrera as the guy who was responsible to shut him down. He Herrera kept getting beat yeah. consistently. Like If, I, if yeah. I'm FC Dallas, there is no way I'm coming down the center of the field. I'm pushing it to the wings, preferably our right. That's, that's what I kept seeing. I kept right, seeing but them that's what I'm play s- the wings and then just dominate the wings. They didn't play
0: the wings, though. They played it inside out. So well, they Sure, they, at they, some point, you have to get the ball out. Right, but it seems like they beat out our central midfield and they got the ball out. Of course, you get the ball out at that point.
1: Sure, I, I would argue that they skipped our central midfield more so than they beat them. Well, that that's part of that's the way to and beat sure, them. Sure, sure. And, yeah. and and maybe that line of contention, that the place where you go and try to like have that that clash needs to be further up the field to prevent that sort of thing. But I'm going, hey, if 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 I'm occupying the part in the field where my coach told told me to occupy and the ball is on my left-hand side or my right-hand side respectively and not coming at me, Like, at some point, I got to say, hey, that's not on me. And I'm not saying that uh, uh, Beckerman or uh, Everton Lewis are, like, without blame. I think everyone with anything resembling defensive responsibilities should be to blame tonight. Mm -hmm. But I think the bulk of FC Dallas's attacking prowess came from the wings. Yeah. And, and well, disagree. to me, that sits I, I think, on the right and left backs. I, I think a lot of their
0: offensive prowls came through the wings at the end, or came, you know, the final result was through the wings, but they could be shut down in the defensive midfield. I, I think our defensive midfielders were just sure. non
1: existent. At, at some point, everyone has an, has an opportunity to shut that attack down. Exactly. So let's shift focus
0: for just a second. A guy I'm extremely excited about to be back. Albert Rushnak. Rushnak. a total non-factor tonight. Yeah. Did I miss something? The
1: what, what happened? Uh, the the narrative I'm telling myself and it's the only thing that's going to help me sleep tonight is that Rushnak just got back from international travel. Um it is literally the only thing that I have to explain his performance. Because I agree. It was awful. It was a garbage performance from yeah. Um, I think Rushnak made it very clear last year that he wanted to be the big money, yeah. big impact. Like, I'm the guy. Uh, Excuse me. Signing. Um, tonight was the night, or moments of tonight, were the moments to show that he earned it, yeah. And I think he failed to capitalize on that. Uh, I'm hoping that he's just tired. He, you know, he's only slept in his own bed for like the last two nights. That being said, he's supposed to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be his bread and butter. Uh, it, it, it's international travel. It's long stretches of fatigue on the road. You grind through it, and you and you you do you do your job. Um, he mm-hmm. was a total non-factor for me tonight. Just, just disappeared. Agreed. He, he, I, I don't remember.
0: I'm trying to think as I say that. I don't remember doing a single thing. No. Good or bad. Right. He was. He was fine. Just a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Good. No, just didn't, that did, did not impact the game in any way, shape, or right. form. I'm not sure what you do about that. I mean, it's a personal mental thing. Sure. He is probably still one of our best players year to date. I think that's fair. Um, I mean, significantly below like Everton. Um, yeah. Maybe even Bofo. Bofo has stepped it up. Bo- Bofo was having a great game, so, or had a great game. One of the yeah. few bright spots. I just think the games like these and, and, you know, we might not even talk about this game later in the year because sure. it, it could be a write-off, especially with the red card. I mean, the combination of the red card mm-hmm. and, and red. going down like 1-0 before the 50th second mm-hmm. will probably just lead us to say, "Ah, let's just write
1: this one off. Right. And I really hope it doesn't. Right, because at some point... It, it's indicative of a lot. At this point, it's happened enough that it's yes. clearly a problem. Right. So let's. So Albert Rushnak, the whole disappearing thing. I don't know if I'm sure you do remember because you were. This was like your jam this time or uh, late last year. Tell me. But like after the summer, there were long stretches when Rushnak disappeared, and yes. it. You were kind of. I try not to give you too much credit because. That's not what this show's about. Uh-huh. But you might be one of the few... I don't want to say voices in RSL fandom, because that sounds... It sounds freaking pretentious, and we're not a voice in RSL fandom. We're two dudes with a mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were one of the few voices in RSL fandom that was kind of calling attention to that. It was like, yo, Rushnag has disappeared on us for four, five, six, seven games at this yeah. point. What's going on? I'm hoping that this isn't the start of that. Yeah. Because... Like, we we can't have that. Uh, An RSL without Rushnak playing his best footy is a very weak RSL. Oh, absolutely. I think
0: Albert Rushnak deserves the kind of contract he got with RSL, which effectively makes him the highest paid, thus highest valuable player the team has ever had. Right. Now, in the past, not even in the past, but in part in the present. We cannot. We can no longer rely on Kyle Beckerman to carry us through stuff. Right. We can no longer rely on Nick Romando to carry us through stuff. But I remember Javi Morales mm-hmm. being able to take on the challenge of carrying us through stuff. I remember... Um, The likes of uh, Sabo Despite him getting a lot of crap from some fans because he was your typical number nine. He didn't look like he hustled. Right. He's not going to defend for you. When the going got tough, guess who always stepped up? Those guys. Yeah, Yeah. Those are the guys that stepped up. For sure. So we don't have that guy right now. The guy is supposed to be Albert Rushnak. What comes with that price tag is not just your skill set. Right. I mean, let's face it. I, I think Severino has a better skill set than Albert Ruschnack. Uh, strictly technical ability. That's what I, I, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just skill set. Yep. I, I think Bofo is very close to that mm. right there. I think Plata, when he gets his head out of his butt, is right there. For sure. You don't pay for that. You're paying for a guy who's going to carry your team. And that's when you step up and go and get stuff. Now, tonight, he was a Mm non-factor. But a lot of dudes were non-factors. I
1: can count 11, really.
0: Yeah. I can't think of a single person who was just... I I think Savarino had a good game. Right. For sure. I think Bofo had a pretty good game tonight. Mm
1: -hmm. Who else? I have no idea. Well, so, so, I mean, we we talk about two... Two of our attacking players who did have phenomenal games. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. We did score two goals at yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Under normal circumstances, that should be a that's win. enough. That should that be a win. There it is. We, yeah. Our attack did its job. So let me ask you a different question.
0: Despite being down a man. different question on the attack. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Sammy boy. Garbage minutes. I liked what I saw from him again, just like I've done before. Mm. Didn't score, didn't have any shots. I liked the activity, I liked the action, I liked the kind of. I can see why he would be dangerous up front. Now I get he just got from international duty.
1: He literally flew back from Africa, I think it was Thursday. The day before yesterday. Yeah.
0: Is there any doubt in your mind come next game? Mm hmm. Next week. The Sam Johnson starts at number nine, especially now with the, the mirror. Getting the red? Getting the red. And that's not
1: getting overturned. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely not. I am hoping that we are at a point where Sam Johnson is just going to get the start, regardless of who is or isn't sitting on a red car suspension. That all being said, I have this gut feeling, sneaking suspicion, hunch, whatever you want to call it, that Corey Baird is going to get the start. Yeah. And that bothers me. Um, As it should. Obviously, I'm being upset about something that hasn't happened yet. But I would be, I would be very, very pleasantly surprised if Sam Johnson got the start against Seattle. Pleasantly surprised. Absolutely, I think he. At, I think at this point, it's we have a dude who has, you know, he is a DP striker signing, um, handpicked by the coach. It, it's, you know, like let's let he's only come off, um, come off as a as a as a sub and very late in the game. Usually, he has yet to have a start. Yeah. Like right now is the time. Like it's this is about as good of it a time as you're gonna get to start the dude. It's in Seattle. It is on turf, which I don't know what his comfort is on turf. I know that's kind of a weird thing that we have to discuss at some point. Yeah. Um. But it, I, I really want Sam to get the start you because I, I keep, I keep, you know, we keep doing this week in week out. You and I get together. We have a couple drinks. We watch some yeah. Foti. We get a victory burrito every once in a while. It's a grand old Just time. Just the burrito the rest of the time. Right. And you ask me, hey, how do you feel about Sam Johnson? And I have to say, oh, he's he keeps getting garbage minutes. I don't think I have seen enough soccer from him to yeah. form an opinion. I think at this point, and and honestly, I would be almost suspicious of Craig Weibold, Mike Petke, and the rest of the front office – if Sam Johnson didn't get the start against Seattle, absolutely. Like it, it's time. Let's 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 pull the trigger on that thing. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, any words on the refs? Oh, I
0: mean, plenty words, but you don't. Yeah, to... none I can say out loud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. I think the red card was deserved. Yeah, or not deserved. Yeah. I mean, they should have given a different card before then, but it was stupid. I mean. There was a few small little things here and there but
1: I don't think we lost because of the refs tonight I... oh we definitely didn't lose because of the refs I think the ref impacted the game more than they should yeah. have if you know they had a had a solid grasp on the game and then just control the players um I was gonna ask you but you know this is a roundabout way of getting to it is, is talking about the officials is does RSL have a just just a problem or an issue if you will with just control or, or uh, discipline like at, at at this point we've played i think it's four games now five right so there was uh two at home three away yeah yep so at let me let me just make sure that that's that's all lining up the way we wanted to um so yeah, so Houston Dynamo, they got a red. Vancouver, yep. no cards. And then DC United, two reds. LAFC, one red. FC Dallas, one red. It's, it's, it's happening at a rate where I feel like we can... Like, I used to think that RSL was a very disciplined, mm-hmm. very controlled... We didn't do garbage stuff off of the ball, kind of thing. Like we were always kind of benefiting from that, if you will. All of a sudden, I'm going. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, do you think we have a discipline problem? I kind of want to say yes. I think. I think there's a big difference
0: between getting a red card on the ball and off the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when uh, Hefferson got his red card, nailed the dude. It's worth a red.
1: That was that was a red. <laughs> it's a red card.
0: When um Demir got his red card tonight, mm-hmm. that's not no one's hurting. No one's it's that's, that's just a discipline. So I think the me the, there's a big difference between the Mir's red card and like, you know, Hefferson's red card. Right. Total huge difference. I don't think it's a discipline problem. I think it's a passion problem. Now it's not a problem. I think in the long term, this stuff is going to pay off for us. But it goes right back to the coach. We have a coach. Remember that line from Remember the Titans when he said, your attitude stinks. Right. And he says, attitude reflects leadership, captain. Right. I think we have a super passionate coach who obviously plays players based on their effort levels, not their skill levels, for better or worse, I would say better, personally. Okay, I mean, there's you quite a few to... who with disagree on that, but right. okay. Absolutely, and I agree. Uh, and I mean, I agree that there are quite a few who will disagree with that, and right. there are days when I'm frustrated with it, again, i.e. why is Sam Johnson not playing, i.e. why, is, why wasn't Europe playing, Why you know, all these different things. So, I understand where everyone's coming from. So, I think the team just reflects leadership. The leadership who's our captain? One of the most passionate dudes in MLS. And literally the most yellow and red carded and called fouls upon dudes in MLS history. Wouldn't have it any other way. That's the team we are. Yeah. We're a gritty team. We're going to have a bunch of red cards. I just don't want to s- getting it for stupid things like the mirror gut in the last game. Mm. Get the Reds, but it's a passion thing, and I think it's just things we have to live with. I do honestly think in the long term it's going to pay off for us.
1: High you passion. Need,
0: you need that passion for because sure. we don't have. Let's face it, we do not have the skill levels to compete with the Seattles of this. Conference, let alone
1: the LAs, both of the LAs of this right. conference. Yeah, so, yeah. There, there's a talent yes. gap there, if you will. I, I, I don't think it's as big as you're making it sound.
0: I think it's but, pretty big. I do think we have to figure out. So, with that talent
1: gap, mm-hmm. what we have to figure out is how to, at the very least, keep 11 dudes on the field. Right. That And that's where I think this what you're describing as passion is becoming problematic, to say the least. We have a user on on the Facebook page, which RSL Nation, you, well, you you clicked on the link, so you're obviously on the Facebook page. Right. Ignore me. Um. You know the the media folks over at RSL have that hashtag Stronger Together yeah. thing going this year. I hate it. I I like what they're trying to do. It's cute. Um. But there's a dude who's lately, and I think we're gonna probably see a little bit more of this. Uh, now that we had another game with a red who's been posting hashtag stronger with 11 guys on the field yeah and at this point it feels like this passion and this energy and this like high intensity it isn't being channeled properly right and and yeah for a while there it kind of felt like pro was just after us but i'm looking at the reds that we're getting and i'm going yeah i see it i see why that's a red you know um Uh, It it makes sense to me. Was it a little soft today? Sure, but from... Uh, uh, Baldemar Toledo or Toledo, however you say, it, from his point of view, I can s- literally his point of view how he was seeing tell it. tell asshole yes. It, it's I totally understand why we got that red. I can't. That's argue, a problem. I cannot argue against a single red we've had this year. That's indicative of a larger problem yeah. that this energy and this leadership and and this it passion needs to be that we it isn't it isn't finding a we're not finding a good use for it, and yeah. that's problematic. No, there's that. And
0: it that takes us right to the coach. Yes. Okay. Um, two and a half years in now? Exactly well, two. Two years. Mm-hmm.
1: There's like um, two last week. It's his team by now. Yeah. Yeah. The guys he wants on the field are on the field. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I bet
0: he would still love to make a couple of more changes in personnel. But Of course. He picked his nine. He picked his midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's picked much of the defense. He chooses to keep playing Kyle and and, uh, Nick Raimondo. Definitely. He chose to renew Beltran's contract. He chose to play Lennon in the back. back. He chose to play Herrera Uh and let, uh, what's his name go? Yeah, Danny. It's his team. Definitely. And I love him. I love Mike Petkey. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. I don't think he's one of the most skilled coaches in the league, but he's one of the greatest motivators in the league. Right. Is there... A, let me ask you this. Three months from now. Right. We're in... What's that? April, May, June. hmm Say, June. Late June, early April. We got KC coming up, I think, at that point. And we're not looking too good at what point do fans start calling Mike Petke out
1: I mean that uh, I I think um, your question is so specific as you know at what point at what point do fans I, I think that tonight that there are fans screaming for Petke's head um, um yeah I'm talking about you know, like respectable right numbers. rational human beings yes. Yes. I got you um it, so much of it I think for me because I'm looking at this the, this team and it's like there's talent here like there are bo- like there are moments where I'm like we could definitely compete for several yeah I, I see it Um, it, it's as a fan base for better or worse we might be fickle at times and I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't have an answer to your question because it is so situational Like, if we keep losing the way we lose tonight at home, it it could be as few as two or three games. But then I remember, like, uh, uh, Kassar, and he had years of of failure, and he literally inherited a championship-caliber team. So we go to the MLS 2013 finals. Yes. And the next year, he's our head coach. And so from 2014 to, what was it, 2016 is, I think, when they officially got rid of him. Yeah. He, you know, we progressively saw this team get worse. So I think I, and f- the fans uh, were calling for his headlight. Oh, for sure. In. For sure. And I think this is where I appreciate the fact that we have people who are looking at it from an employment perspective and not a passion perspective. Uh, who, you know, the sky is always falling as a fan. Right. It, and I think it's good to have that level of control in place where it's like, hey, let's give this guy some time, because I think when you so Colorado, I think at this moment is paying something like three coaches' salaries. Because uh, they let them go. Because they let them go. Yeah. Uh, with with guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I think, and I'm not saying we should emulate or not emulate Colorado. That's that's a mute point. Yeah. But I'm using that as an example. I think they're the way. Just the nature of the beefs when it comes to footy is that as a fan base, it, there's this especially those of us that watch like European soccer, there's this like stance of if you if you no longer believe in your coach, he should be fired. Whereas I think from Craig Weibel's seat and some of the front office decision makers, there's a stance of what can we do to get better? Yeah, because I don't think it's like a. It's like, oh, hey, there's there's no saving this. Throw it all out. It's let's improve this because there. Are, I think there are things there that we can build on. And to be clear, uh huh, I'm not talking about actually
0: firing Mike Petke. No, I think Mike Petke is yeah. the dude you bring in post Kazar. Yeah, for sure. What I'm talking about is that, yes, there there, there are there's a, there are small fractions and pockets of RSL fans and diehards who are saying. Well, maybe it's Mike Petkey's fault. Right. But I think those fractions are minimal. Sure. The absolute overwhelming vast majority of fans think Mike Petkey is untouchable. And I think at this point, he is still. Right. But he can get touched real quick. But that's what I'm saying. My question is at what point with bad results do we start saying. Uh, for, forget the bad result. Maybe it's just the right cards. You know what? And, and the red card is not even a talking point tonight if we win that game. It's probably still a talking oh, point. Oh, it's definitely talking point. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's oh my god, we managed to overcome that deficit. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. So I mean at some point, again, leadership or attitude reflects leadership. Right. At what point amongst the larger 'cause I see I see the pockets. Alright. Mm-hmm. So I'm on different pages and there's always some guy, some girl who says what about Mike Petke? Right. And then the immediate responses are just shut up. Right. Right? At what point does it become a reasonable thing to discuss? And honestly, look, I think if you're in the right path, I'm okay sucking it up for a couple of years. But at the Not same... years. But at the same time, you know, we have to at some
1: point start playing some proper number nines, for example. Right. Like next week, next week is when we and, should start playing proper number nines petkey and 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 it's like, all right,
0: man, just let's everyone get over yourselves and just play them i still I still think you're on have gotten twenty goals a couple of years ago,
1: sure, that being said at the end of the day, it is a team sport and mm-hmm. and having one dude having the season of his Career, but that one dude—the uh-huh.
0: sh- concept of having one dude do something or being against a team,
1: right? Sh- should include the coach, definitely. Yeah, it de- should also definitely. not be He's, the coach, right? He is not immune from this type, yeah. this level of critique for sure. But I'm saying in, in your situation, I think there were instances where he would score one or even two goals a game, and we'd still end up losing. And you, I don't think that's indicative of that. I don't think that's Jura's fault. I think Jura right. did his job when he was asked to do his job. Um, but it wasn't a good... Coll- I, I think it's that, like, oh, if this guy is is good and we add him to a good team, now this team is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is it is such a complex sport that sometimes adding good players to good teams causes subtraction and, and, and yep. reverse, you know, growth, if you will. Uh, or decay, I should say. Um, well, look at Atlanta. R- right, it, it, it's they go and they sign the South American Player of the Year, and they are they've gotten worse. Yeah, it, it's sometimes, you know, it's complex. It's not a simple sport. It it yeah. it it's got ebbs and flows. And human nature. Right. Um. That being said, I I think with Petkey once he hits that hashtag Petky out, point, yeah. we'll know it. I'm gonna. Not even close to there. Right. I think we have major discipline issues. Yeah. I think we have... I think there's something going on in the locker room where we need to figure out what, you know, these injured dudes, how they're coming back, when they're coming back, who's starting, who's starting where. I think we... I, to be 100% honest with you, I still think we're trying to figure out our best 11. Um, oh, yeah. we Have we had the same 11 yet? Eh. Eh. I think there were a few games there earlier on, in Game One and Two or Two and Three or whatever, um, where we did have the same team back to back. We just got to figure it out. It, it's, it, you know, we're not an early, early season Never team have been, by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Let's give it some time. I think. Um, yeah, and let's just keep trying to figure it out. Yep. should
0: be. I'm just glad Arsenal soccer is back, man. All right. Yeah. Before we wrap up, any other talking points we have not mentioned yet that you would like to
1: discuss? No. I. I think we're at fifty some odd minutes here. I think we've given RSL Nation plenty to think about, and uh, we'll we'll wish them a good night, or a happy morning, or a solid afternoon, or whatever they may be experiencing right now. Maybe you got Seattle next. Seattle next. RSL Nation, it's been a pleasure as
0: always. Hope you have yourself a good rest of your day, evening, morning, or what have you. Goodbye.